Welcome to the UP Tech Talk podcast, coming to you from the Academic Multimedia Studio on the University of Portland campus, produced by Academic Technology Services. Welcome to season three of the new UP Tech Talk podcast. This is Ben Kahn, Academic Technology Specialist and Trainer at the University of Portland, along with my co-host, Maria Erb, who is the Instructional Designer at the University of Portland. And we are coming to you from the UP Academic Multimedia Studio. So this is the first episode of our new season, Maria, and there's going to be some changes coming to the UP Tech Talk podcast. So listeners may have noticed that I've stepped in for Sam Williams and taken over co-hosting duties. And this week, it's just you and me, Maria, and we're going to do a a Tech Talk mini. (laughs) Yeah, I like our new mini format, Ben, and I think listeners will like it, too, as we focus on one topic, and then we give an app review at the end. That's right. And we're still going to do guests, of course, um, but we're going to kind of sprinkle in these mini episodes and try some other new things as well, I think. Mm -hmm. So this week, what I wanted to do for our first Tech Talk mini uh, is to update a podcast that we did with Sam. And if you can actually believe it was over a year ago, oh, Maria, geez. it was in December of 2014. <laughs> and we were talking wow. about, I know, mind blown, right? Uh, and so we were talking about just the kind of the state of media on campus and how people can use some of these media creation tools to create, um, you know, instructional assets that they can then deploy in their teaching online or, or just in a hybrid kind of format. So one of the things we talked about was uh, Media Space, which is our social video portal on campus, kind of our own version of YouTube. And we gave a couple of numbers, so I wanted to update those. So this semester, since January 11th of this year, we've had 1,156 media entries played almost 8,000 times, 7,968. And it's actually right about in line with where it was last semester. We have more entries but it's been played about the same amount of times. Mm, Okay, so that's audio and visual um, video. Mm -hmm. Indeed, yes. So uh, definitely continuing to see a strong presence on campus. And I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the different tools that we have uh, available. So the first thing I want to call out actually is Camtasia, which is kind of my favorite uh, screencasting or slidecasting app. I know you've gotten really, really into it. Mine too. Oh my gosh, love for that stuff, yeah. Right, yeah. So I know you've been using it a lot um, in some of the curriculum that you're working on for the online uh, teaching readiness curriculum for professional development. Um, Do you want to say a few words just about Camtasia and um, why you like it? Well, um, of course, Ben, since you are the trainer, you know it inside and out. And um, me, as a user, I just feel that it is the most user-friendly tool that really I've ever seen. It's solid. It's fun. And, <laughs> and you know, again, that's a, that's a big thing that we rarely see, you know, when, mm-hmm. when we get to use these media creation tools. It's actually fun. It's got the right number of features. It's not overwhelming. It mm-hmm. doesn't knock you over the head with just all these things that it can do. Mm-hmm. It pretty much puts front and center the stuff that you actually need to be able to do. Um, I just feel that for people starting out and trying to get up and running with, with some of the, the most frequently used features, um, that there isn't a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. And that you can, it's so powerful that you can actually do really high quality things with it. You can, yeah. It's a, it is a short learning curve compared to something like Premiere, for instance, or even mm. it's a lot less confusing than like iMovie, even, I find, yeah. for people to approach. Mm-hmm. And I remember actually you came to me a few weeks ago and you had to edit just some audio with no video. 
and you were like, I'm just going to do this in Camtasia. I was like, why not? It's a, it's a very friendly editor. So I just wanted uh, people to kind of know about that because we do have a site license for it here at UP. So anyone, uh, you know, any, any faculty member or staff member, you can get this installed on your work computer, and it's a very powerful tool to do screencasting and um, desktop capture and that kind of a thing. So the next one I wanted to call it was uh, Media Space itself, just because that is a service that's been on campus for a number of years now. Uh, Marie, do you know when we brought that online? Well, it, it was, was before it was I here when I got here, which was yeah. three years ago now. Right. I think it was pretty pretty brand new at that time. So it's about three, three and a half years old. Um, but I wanted to call out some of the changes and some of the new features that have come online in Media Space just in the last year, which is kind of a nice thing about having our own setup is that we can continue to... Um, see new integrations and new add-ons for it. So some of the things I wanted to run down, um, we added the ability for uh, self-service captioning orders. So we can set up faculty in a special role if they're a faculty that needs to um, be providing uh, captioning for accessibility on their video. They can actually go in and with one click order the captions that are then applied to the video, which I think is kind of a cool feature. Yeah, it makes it really easy. Mm -hmm. And it has that uh, interactive transcript, right, which I know you've you're a big fan of, right? Right, and anybody who's seen a lynda.com video knows what these interactive mm -hmm. transcripts look like. It's just it's the text right beneath the video so that you can see it in full as the video is actually playing. Right, and it makes the text searchable as well, which is nice if you want to just jump to a key point. Uh, second thing to call out for MediaSpace is there's a brand new capture client. So within MediaSpace, you can just click on Add New, and then I believe it says Desktop Capture. You click on that. And it's actually a new client, just so it makes it a lot easier to download and use this small application to record your desktop. So even if you are curious to try this out, you don't have to you know, do a Camtasia install or find a separate tool. You can do this straight from within MediaSpace. And it's just a, a newer uh, tool that's a little more user-friendly. The design is a little bit more modern and clean-looking. And it doesn't use that bugaboo Java, which causes all sorts of, of problems when people try to run it on various operating systems and web browsers, and, and they get conflicts. So Java is out the door. The new Capture Space client is in. It's a lot smoother and friendlier. I would uh, definitely invite everyone to check it out. All right, so the next thing I wanted to bring up was interactive video quizzing, and this is a brand-new addition in MediaSpace. And I know there's a lot of, of possibility that you see um, from an instructional design standpoint with in-video quizzing. Would you like to expand on that at all? Yeah, I think this is going to be a huge uh, feature for people that especially like to do slide casting, which is you know commonly called voiceover PowerPoint. But anytime you're thinking about delivering content, a lot of content, especially to your students, um, and you need to of course chunk it down into s smaller pieces. But this is a great way to find out you know if your students are actually paying <laughs> attention. But if exactly. they're if but it's but it's good from a learning point of view. It really helps you as a learner. Mm -hmm to kind of key in on, oh, wait, did I really understand what was just said? Or did I really miss that and go back and hear that statistic again or hear that key point again and then, you know, take the, the quiz? The built-in uh, feature is going to make it so easy to, to be able to just incorporate this that I think that's another key point. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of studies that Caltera will keep sending us <laughs> about how great this is, right? But um, a lot of what they talk about makes a lot of sense, you know, just increasing that level of engagement in the viewers of your video, giving them sort of not a stake but like a, 
a means of participating in the video. Right? Yeah, I think that that the word participation is good because mm-hmm. it's, it can be a fun thing. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, in the middle of the, something, a pole co- you know, creeps <laughs> up or something right. like that that makes you kind of jump in. And especially since we, you know, uh, we'll have the ability to gather the results and right. display them so different ways. Powerful uh, reporting or analytical tool for instructors to gauge uh, how students are yeah. viewing or interacting with their their video, content. right? And they can find out what what was a, a you know did I really explain that as well as I thought I did? Or here's where I need more clarification in the classroom when we get all the students together. I mean, I think it's just going to be so useful in so many ways. Okay, so another uh, new addition for Media Space that I wanted to mention is that the media library that you create in Media Space is now directly integrated into Moodle. So there are tools within Moodle within your course where you can easily, uh, you know, click a button and call on your entire media library to add any video there. So it's a little bit more of a smooth process in terms of accessing the media you've created, which I think is a great addition, Maria. That's going to be huge. Again, talk about removing a pain point right there. Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of a lot of cool new things have come to media space in the last year. And will the um, they'll be able to embed from their media library? Yes, they can do that today. So in in uh in Moodle, there's just a button that you click, and then it pulls up your entire media library. You can choose any of your videos that you've previously uploaded to Media Space or to Moodle. So they use the same uh, common media library now. Yeah, nice. Great. So I think the last thing I'll bring up is Explain Everything, which is has long been a, uh, a favorite iPad app that's been used on campus for creating these uh, slide casts and other kinds of video presentations. Just the thing that I want to point out that's been updated for Explain Everything is that it's come to all the different platforms now. So you can get it on an Android or a Windows 10 device from their App Store. It's still really cheap. It's still really easy to use. Um, and due to some of the changes that we've made also with Media Space, it's a lot easier to have a, wor- a complete workflow now where you can work on your video and explain everything, export it, put it straight into Moodle, or into media space and have your video ready ready to go with a lot fewer roadblocks as far as like logging in and installing different apps and things like that. So I definitely encourage people to revisit that and give it a try if it's been a little while. Right. And that, again, lots of people enjoyed using it to begin with because it was so fun to be able to pull out your iPad and, and just create a short video and use the fun tools that were built right in to explain everything. But of course, the stumbling block, as you had said, was that you had to jump through so many hoops to either get your images onto your iPad to begin with or your slides onto your iPad and then get them off of your iPad into wherever they were going. So, you know, to have some of these roadblocks removed is a good thing. Yes. Continuous improvement. All right. So now it's time for our app pick of the week. Maria, do you have an app in mind? Um, This week... I have some categories we can choose. Oh yeah, let's let's have some categories. Okay, so we have productivity, Mm -hmm. email and calendar. Okay. So aggregation, so that'd be like a RSS type thing, or like podcast type thing. Uh huh. Or uh, media. Okay. Or fun. Fun. Fun is always a good category, but let's talk about uh, podcatchers since we're 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 in a podcast okay. right now. So just to, I think a lot just of to people, go back a year, go Zoom passed in your, uh, a year. Zoom, Zoom to a year ago. Your recommendation was Downcast. Yeah, you is know that's still the case. Well, yes and no. Um, I I love Downcast, except every now and then there's just a hiccup with it, and it's just not. 
catch in my podcast, you know. Oh, it's like a, you have to or reset what, it kind of a thing? I, well, it's just uh, sometimes it kicks in and sometimes it doesn't. Well, of course, as you know, I have a very old phone, so this could be, <laughs> could be easily explained. But I just think that um, tune-in radio is another really popular one. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, just to kind of get out to our audience that these tools exist, podcatchers, so yeah. you can listen to us. Yes. On your podcatcher, you can listen to, uh-huh. you know, um, I think, again, there's a little bit of a mystery for a lot of people as to where these podcasts go and how mm-hmm. do they get them on their device mm-hmm. and how do they listen to them. And maybe we should talk about that just for a minute in the middle of our app review here. Sure. Sure. So we, we want to talk about how to get the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would definitely say go to iTunes, search for UP Tech Talk and hit that subscribe button. And that way, you'll never miss an episode. Everything will be delivered straight to your podcast um, app of choice. So if you have an iPhone or an Android phone, there is a built-in podcast app built into those phones. So what you can actually do is open the one of those apps, one of those podcatchers, and you can search for the uh, podcast and subscribe there. So yeah, Maria, I've just been using the, the built-in podcast app on the iPhone for the last few years, and it seemed, it's fine. It's pretty good. Yeah. I know Downcast has some cool features like um, you can play things back at like a slightly faster speed. You right? can. And it will automatically um, like eliminate silences, I think. Yeah. To do that, those things. Yeah. It, it has a lot of really advanced features, mm-hmm. but I just use it for the basic functionality. I think the built-in um, iPhone podcatcher is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems pretty decent. Okay. So if we're talking about uh, aggregation apps and things like that. So the one that I'm going to recommend is Pocket. So this is one of those ones that's like very famous and it's like one of the top most recommended apps. I always held out for the last couple of years <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but now I find it's great. So when you're browsing the internet, you know, there's too many things to, and too much to do in a day to like actually read everything interesting that you come across. So what Pocket does is it gives you a place to just send everything that you want to read later to one spot and it makes it all available offline. So you can catch up later on your iPad or your phone, even if you don't have um, internet where you currently are. Um, and it's just, it's just a really nice experience to kind of go back over and catch up on what you missed and what you didn't have time to read. Yeah, I used to love Pocket, too, and use it all the time. I haven't uh, recently, but I used to love to go through um, mm-hmm. just Twitter and just pocket all my right. uh, the links <laughs> that look like they were going to lead to articles that I wanted to read exactly. later. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It makes it easy to kind of blaze through it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our Tech Talk mini episode for today. Maria, thank you for joining me. You're welcome, And listeners, thank you for tuning in. As always, please subscribe on iTunes and please check out our Tech Talk blog at techtalk.up.edu for more. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the UP Tech Talk podcast. We post new episodes on Friday mornings. If you want to hear more, please subscribe through iTunes or check out the Tech Talk blog at techtalk.up.edu.